Welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. A quote from a stat from Psychology Today, the average high school kid today has the same level of anxiety as the average psychiatric patient in the early 1950s. It's almost too hard to believe, but it's a a real statistic. Back in the 1950s, um, if we had this much pressure and anxiety and stress and worry, uh, we'd we'd be committed. Uh, But it's like the average high schooler today has the same level, uh, which which means that we're living in a crazy mixed up world and we're having to try and and deal with a lot of stuff that perhaps people didn't have to deal with in, in previous generations. Maybe. So what is worry? What does it actually mean? It comes from a Greek word, meo in the Bible, and it means to be anxious or to be troubled or weighed down by many cares. I like this quote. Worry is a feeling of dread, apprehension, or uneasiness. It involves spending great amounts of time dwelling on a real or imagined problem. Almost always, worry is assuming the worst about something that has not yet happened. That's what worrying is. I'm pretty sure most of us understand what worry is. But what worrying isn't. We've got to understand that worrying and being concerned are two complete different things. Uh, being concerned, I believe, is grounded in faith. And worrying is grounded in and fear. I think concern can be a good thing because when we're concerned about something, then it compels us to pray about those things and, and to lift that person or that situation up to God in prayer. But what worry does is it destroys or robs our faith to pray. So we end up that we don't pray. We just lose hope to pray because worry destroys faith. So I just wanted to, to sort of suss it out at the start of this message. Concern and worry are different things. Being concerned is not the same as worrying. So what did Jesus teach about worry? He had a lot to say. The Bible has actually a lot to say about being anxious and worrying and what to do about it. Why? Because it is, uh, uh, I guess it's just the same problem wherever we are in, in this world. It's just a part of our basic human condition, we tend to freak out. We tend to be consumed with worry and and stress out as human beings. And Jesus had a lot to say about it. So Matthew 6, 25 to 34 says this, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. This is what Jesus is saying. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what do we eat? What do we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. 
Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, that he will give you everything and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Now, with that incredible teaching from the Bible, um, again, and I, I know I share this quite often, um, we can just be hearers of that and do nothing about it. And the Bible calls us foolish men like that uh, if, if we just listen and don't do. Or we can be wise men and women that we hear this and we actually live by it. We put it into practice. And there is an incredible wealth of, of amazing stuff in there. Just this one, verse 32. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. How is our thinking? Uh, how is your thinking this morning? Is it more akin to uh, the worrying and troublesome thoughts of unbelievers? Or are we thinking like uh, men and women of God that have a future, that have hope, that we know our Heavenly Father is holding on to us so tightly and He's not going to drop us during this time of shaking? So just some truths about worry and anxiety. Number one, these are really encouraging. Worry can kill you. <laughs> worry can kill you. Studies show that worry is extremely hazardous to your health. You know, some things, cigarettes are an example, they've got warning signs all over the packaging these days uh, because we know that uh, smoking is incredibly bad for our health. But do we understand that worrying is probably worse for our health? Just imagine um, if, if we could package worry and the warning signs um, that would have to be on the packet. These things are proven to occur or may occur um, probably with excessive worry. High blood pressure, nausea, heart disease, headaches, stomach ulcers, lethargy, insomnia, depression, breakdown, substance abuse, addiction, even suicide. If, if worry was packaged, no one would even go near it because we would know how hazardous it is for our health. And yet a lot of us um, have become addicts at worrying. So worry can kill you. Number two, worrying accomplishes absolutely nothing beneficial. Nothing will ever come out of uh, beneficial will come out of worrying. Secular studies conclude that out of everything we worry about, about 92% will never happen. 92% is a total waste of time. Nothing beneficial comes out of worrying. And what we do when we worry about tomorrow, it robs us of today's joy. Um, God has given us the incredible gift of today. I've preached about that recently in my time message. But if we're consumed with worrying about tomorrow, it really does rob us of the joy that God has given us today. Number three, worrying is not a good witness. Let's be real here. What is so appealing about a Christian who is stressed out anxious and, and, and worrying. There's nothing really attractive about a Christian who we, sh we know that we have a hope uh, and trust in God, but are we denying that hope uh, to the world by how we're acting when we're stressed out and anxious and worrying? It simply is not a good witness. There's a story that I'm reminded about in Acts uh, 22. Paul and Silas, they had been badly beaten. Uh, they had been put in the, the inner dungeon, um, they had been really injured there in a bad way. And yet it says in Acts 22 verse 25, they were praying and singing, worshiping God and the other prisoners were listening. I often wonder if I was them, I'd probably be 
stressed out and depressed and wondering why God's allowed such a crazy thing to happen to me. But Paul and Silas, they had trust in God. They were singing to him. They were worshiping him. And the amazing thing about this, it says, and people were listening. The other prisoners were watching. Every day of our lives, people are watching how we live. People are watching how we act and react. And the amazing thing is with the story is when the earthquake happened and all the, the doors open, those prisoners stayed there because they knew that Paul and Silas had something that they didn't have. Worry is not a good witness. Remember, we will always influence those around us positively or negatively, especially in this time of shaking worldwide with, with COVID. Uh, people are watching us um, and people are listening and people are seeing um, if we truly are living out the faith that we profess we have number four, worry cripples faith. Uh, it really does. Worry is faith in the negative, trust in the unpleasant, assurance of disaster, and belief in defeat. Worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's troubles. Worry is fear's extravagance. It extracts interest on trouble before it comes due. It constantly drains the energy God gives us to face daily problems and to fulfill our many responsibilities. Therefore, it is a sinful waste. Number five, worry is sin. Romans 14, 23, everything that does not come from faith is sin. George Mueller said, the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith, and the beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. I love that. The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith, and the beginning of true faith is is the end of anxiety. Now I've, um, I've struggled with anxiety a lot of my life and I've, I've had counseling for it and, and, and people said, well, Simon, you've got an anxiety disorder. You know, I, there are such things as disorders, absolutely, but we've really got to be careful that we don't label our disorders and, and make our identity that disorder. And, and let's face it, I think a lot of our disorders come from a habitual wrong thinking. And I haven't got really a lot of time to go into it this morning, but uh, studies again prove that if we think the same thing over and over and over again in our brains, it, it creates a track. You know, if someone um, trailblazes in, in a field of long grass, um, it's, it's hard the first time, but if he carries on down that same path, um, he will wear out a trail and then others will follow down that trail. And it's exactly the same with, with our, our thought patterns. Um, if we think about something long enough, then when that situation, um, similar situation comes up in our, in our minds, then our brains and our thought processes will naturally follow the path of least resistance. And I know in my life, because I've lived it for 47 years, um, I made a habit and, and uh, a wrong thinking track in my brain of always leaping to the worst case scenario. And I've always got to check myself, even today. Um, Christy's really good at, at, at reminding me about this. It seems like whenever something happens, I always jump to the worst case scenario. Why? It's because um, I've had a track record of this in my whole entire life. So just be careful. Um, sometimes we can grab um, something and we make an identity out of a disorder. When you know Jesus came to set us complete, completely free, um, not just our sicknesses and our sins, but also our wrong thinkings and our disorders, as well. So I really hope um, that it helps someone. Wasn't in my notes. Uh, praying and believing that it, it helps someone this morning. Uh, the root of all worry 
I really do think it comes down to this. It's, it's a basic lack of trust in God. It, it really is. Our, our, our Heavenly Father, our Dad in Heaven, we can trust Him. Now, I, I love my dad. Um, he's passed away. He's in heaven now. But I can remember he was my hero when I was a, a young kid. And as long as he was around him, you know, I was safe. And um, I could trust him and, 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 and believe in him. But our, our Heavenly Father is a billion, trillion times more trustworthy than the very best human dads. And we can trust him. Um, and what worry really shows us and others is that uh, we, we don't trust really in God when the rubber meets the road. So I do think that's the bottom line and, and the root of all worry. All right, so um, all that to say, how as believers do we overcome worry? And there is a, a lot of incredible practical tips. I really felt just to share a few though this morning. First of all, repent, uh, which that word has a, a lot of negative connotation, but it simply means to turn around and to do something about something. So um, when you repent of a behavior, you turn away from that behavior and you put practical steps in place in your life so you don't go back into that same behavior. Sometimes we, you know, we think it, we make a decision at church, it's like, oh, I repented of that. That's the very beginning, that's making a decision, but the repentance is actually worked out in what we do after we've made the decision to turn away uh, from something. So do something about it. Doing something as a result of a decision made is true repentance. And we can do something about worry. Studies, and again, secular studies have proven that human beings have the ability to live worry-free despite the circumstances. That is a fact. Um, and again, it's a, a secular statistic that we can live anxiety-free. We can live worry free. Uh, and that's people that don't probably believe in God, but with us that we know Jesus is the answer, we know Jesus has set us free, how much more can we believe for this, that this is attainable, this is achievable, we can live without worry in our lives. Secondly, take your thoughts captive. I think most of our uh, struggles and our challenges and our battles as believers, as Christians, uh, happen in between our ears, uh, in our minds, battlefield of the mind. Uh, you know, we can't, I don't know if you've ever been pooped on by a bird. I have a couple of times. It's not an exciting experience. Uh, so we can't help or we can't stop it when birds poop on us. But I tell you what, you can definitely stop a bird making a nest in your head. And just imagine those birds are like, are like thoughts. Sometimes, you know, we can't help thoughts, but you can definitely stop yourself dwelling on thoughts and you can definitely stop yourself from uh, making that, that thought, thought making a nest in your thinking and making a stronghold of wrong thinking in your head. So repent, take your thoughts captive. Number three, eat a healthy social media diet. Uh, Proverbs 12 verse 25 says, worry weighs a person down but an encouraging word cheers a person up. Smith Wigglesworth, he was an incredible Pentecostal preacher. Um, I've, I've heard the stories that he wouldn't even allow a newspaper into his house. He wasn't anti-news, but he did understand that bad news, um, a lot of controversy and, and dissent and division, uh, it did rob faith. So he was pretty black and white 
about that. Um, you know what? I used to think social media was amazing, and I think it still is uh, in moderation. But most of the time now, when I've, I've, I've clicked onto it, I don't feel uplifted. I don't feel encouraged. I feel frustrated and upset. Um, and, and it's just not good for our mental health. Um, I, I dare you to spend less time on social media and just see if it helps you with your mental health. Because uh, I really do believe it, it will. So eat a healthy social media diet, which is pretty much no social media diet when you think about it. Uh, <laughs> number four, um, save the cares of tomorrow for tomorrow. You know, the Bible says that uh, God gives us mercies every day. He gives us grace to live for today. It's like today, God says, Simon, I've, I've given you enough supernatural grace to live for today, to cope with the challenges of today. That's what God does. It's, it's available for us, to us. But what worrying does is we use the grace of today and we waste it on the cares of tomorrow. Uh, and when tomorrow comes, then God's going to give me enough grace to live through the issues of tomorrow when tomorrow comes, but he's not going to give me the grace to live tomorrow's cares today. He's giving me grace to live through today's cares. So what worrying does, again, is it robs us of the joys of today, and we end up just being burnt out and being overwhelmed with anxiety constantly. Trust me, I've struggled with this a lot. And if, if only someone would have told me the simple truth, tomorrow will take care of itself, the Bible says, especially with God. God will give me grace to handle the stresses and issues of tomorrow, but he's not going to give me the grace for tomorrow today because it's not tomorrow yet. It's only today. And lastly, Give your life fully to God. Hudson Taylor, missionary to China, gave this excellent advice. Let us give up our work, our plans, ourselves, our lives, our loved ones, our inheritance, our, our all, right into God's hand. And then when we have given all over to him, there will be nothing left for us to be troubled about. Uh, Christy and I, we rented for many years, and when something broke in the house, you just ring up the landlord and say, hey, can you fix it? And it was their responsibility to fix it, but then we, we own our own house now, and if something breaks, I can't ring up anyone else to fix it. I've got to pay sometimes big money to get it fixed or try and repair it myself, which it's 50-50 it's whether that works or not. But God is our landlord when we give our life to him. He becomes the Lord of our lives. Now I'm his responsibility. I can give my worry and my concern and my anxiety to him. Actually, the Bible says, and I'll share it soon, he is asking us to throw our cares to him. He will take care of them because he cares for us. So give your life fully to God. Make him the landlord of your heart. So lastly, I shared a little bit about you know, my struggle with anxiety. Um, these verses have been such a revelation and a breakthrough to me, and I love them so much. Philippians 4, verse 4 to 8. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need 
and thank him for all he has done then. And it's a big then. It's important because we, we do this first and then the promise happens. So don't worry, but pray. Then you will experience God's peace, with exceed, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Uh, I used to be a night person. I still am a little bit. Um, and I used to think, you know, crazy people waking up in the morning to spend time with God. But um, I've been doing that this year. I, I think I've almost become a morning person. But but getting up in the morning with God and spending that first time of our day with Him and giving our cares to Him, it really sets me off on the right foot. You know, you, instead of worrying about the day, you can give your cares to God and pray about the things. And then you can live in this incredible Peace. God is giving us this supernatural peace that we can't even explain or understand, but it's available to every single one of us if we stop worrying and start praying, start giving our cares to God. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. So it's now a a challenge for us to direct our thoughts to the right things. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Like I said earlier, Jesus didn't die for just our sins. He didn't just die for our sins and our sicknesses. He also died for our disorders and our anxiety as well. John 8 verse 36 says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed, completely free. We can be free of worry. We can be free of anxiety. We can live at this incredible place of grace and peace in God. And that's God's will for every single one of us. He doesn't want us stressing out and full of anxiety and worry and cares. He doesn't want us burdened down by the things of the world. He wants us to live through times of shaking, totally firm and secure in the knowledge that he loves us. He's never going to drop us or let us go. He wants us to be a witness of hope into this world that absolutely needs the answers at this time. So 1 Peter 5 verse 7 in the New International Version to finish off it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I know I've done this um, a few times in my life, but every time when I've done this in faith, there's, there's a real grace, there's a real breakthrough that comes when you know we simply cup our hands and we believe that you know, we just imagine all of our cares and stress and worries um, are in there. And we do a simple faith statement. We pray and we throw our, our burdens, our cares to God. You know, the prophets in the Old Testament, they, they acted out a lot of their prophetic words. Um, they were sort of like doing these visual representations of what God was meaning. And I think sometimes just that simple act of doing that, um, there's a lot of power in it because it demonstrates what we feel in our hearts. We, we want to throw our cares and our burdens to God. And the amazing thing is, it says, cast all your anxiety on him. God wants us to do this. Throw our anxiety upon him because he cares for you. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website renewchurch.nz